Hello and welcome to Keeping It Simple, a new podcast. I am Achaya and I am Sachin. We've been friends for the past 10 years, but Achaya lives in India and I live in the US. And whenever we do catch up, we talk about everything under the sun. And with the ongoing COVID-19 situation, we thought it would be a great idea to put our conversations out there. And to let you know that if you ever feel lonely, you've got two friends out here who've got your back. Hey Achaya, how's it going? Hey bro, what's up? Like, uh, it's going okay. We just finished uh, uh, a candle lighting session here in India. If you've heard of it, Abudi ji asked everybody to, uh, you know, light candles at nine o'clock for nine minutes. Uh, so we did that. I did that along with my parents. Finished some time back. Had my dinner. Came here. Speak with you. What's up? What's up with you? So I hear. So I hear. Good. Good. Um, how was it? uh did you notice all uh, the balconies around your place was it lit with the lamps uh, uh most people were on the terrace uh, with their flashlights like phone lights and all that sweet uh, some people were on theirs i see uh, it, it was it was a nice environment bro it was cool to see that it felt a little better and a little warm gave a little bit of diwali vibe i really like that vibe Nice, nice. That's that's so, pretty awesome. Yeah, Imagine was, a Diwali without uh, crackers and more lamps and lights. <laughs> the funny part is, there were some people who were bursting crackers somewhere far off. I could hear. So, I just hope they were not on the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. stupid. That was the case. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what it is. How was your week? Well, uh, the past week. had its ups and downs ups and downs more in terms of the schedule and my plan and all that we can get into that but uh i was not that efficient i'm sorry i'm using like a very boring word <laughs> okay like i wanted to like i wanted to use like i wanted to make uh, good use of the week you know get some things done and all that uh which i did in a way but i could have done it a lot sooner so i'm feeling a little guilty about it The last week has been a little bit about that gig. What about you? How was your week? Uh, the week went okay. It was uh, work and home, work and home, a little bit of cooking. Uh, but I did keep up on my reading, and uh, I finished reading the book "Educated" by Tara Westover. Uh, I cool. believe one of the best books I've read. Uh, I think it's really, really awesome, and I highly recommend it to everybody. What is it about? uh so the book is about this lady um she comes from this religion which follows a survivalist uh lifestyle um she didn't have any formal education her parents didn't send her to a uh, school um you know she she spent most of her um you know early years working in a junkyard uh she did learn how to read and write uh and at po- at one point she decided that you know because one of her brothers uh wrote what is called an act over here uh roughly it's it's sort of like cet or uh you know jee but you still have to you know provide a certificate but she could provide a certificate a forged certificate that you know she was homeschooled and uh she was able to write the act or as i mentioned c 
CET, um, mm-hmm. equivalent to CET. And she did pretty well. She got into a good college and she furthered her education. But um, I think there were many interesting bits about her story, which uh, sort of very riveting. Um, okay. Like, like, can you like tell me one thing without spoiling much? Because I guess I'll be read this. So, you know, psychologically, um, if you're a victim of abuse of any sort, you know, um, you tend to have a fresh memory of it once uh, the event transpires. Um, you'd, it'd, it'd be fresh and, you know, it would have affected you quite significantly. Uh, but, you know, generally, the perpetrator of the abuse is... Uh, uh, somebody who's known uh, and, you know, it's, it's well connected or, uh, you know, you have some sort of a relationship with. Um, and, you know, because that's always the case, uh, your memory, uh, you tend to alter your memory and you t- tend to justify that as something which is normal uh, and you get on with your life. And when you try to recollect that event uh later on in your life that memory is altered the memory is uh, um it's it's not it's not what it really is uh, but you know she had written her experiences she journaled about it uh and years later when she was reading about it she you know had a revelation that oh you know this was not how things were supposed to be um and it's pretty interesting seems like it would be uh... Uh, an affecting and touching story. Oh yes, yes, it is. It is. It definitely is. Um, it, it's a really emotional, really strong story. Uh, one of resilience. One of uh, uh, you know, really strong mental strength to get through many situations. Uh, and, I, and hats off to uh, the lady. I mean, she did something which I think is impossible. She educated herself. She worked really hard. She got a PhD. I mean, it's just fantastic. Bro, so what's the name of the book again? Uh, the the name of the book is Educated. It's by Tara Vestover. Okay, I think I'll check it out. Uh, even I've been reading something that was pretty interesting. Uh, I'll tell you about it. Uh, I sent you the picture the other day, no? So yeah. I'm reading uh, uh, this book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Uh, and uh, outliers is basically his study on uh, people who have been excellent in their lives. People like uh, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, Bill Gates, the Beatles and all that. And he's just looking at why these people became successful and why that contemporaries didn't become as successful as them. So basically what he says is when we hear these success stories, right, we tend to attribute it to maybe... If it's Steve Jobs, we tend to attribute it to the qualities he had, right? the kind of talent he had and how he made the path for himself. And he, uh, you know, um, uh, like, like he took himself to success, right? He worked really hard and he did it for himself and he was extremely talented. And we have an individualistic sense of success. Uh, so this book tends to delve deeper into it and tries, tries to like understand that better. So there was this one example, okay, which is very interesting. Suppose you were born in 2000, right, uh, of uh, maybe September, September 5th, let's say, September 5th of 2000, 
okay okay uh, so so you would join school like like your maybe first grade when you're 3 okay see. okay oh. so you will you will you will become 3 years old in 2003 3 right yeah. yes so on 3 of september 5th mhm right yeah. then you would join school suppose the joining date that schools have kept is maybe like jan 1st okay they've kept the joining date as jan 1st so yeah. you would join school on jan 1st of 2004 is that clear till now yes 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 three and you're going to join yes yes okay. yes okay okay suppose it was an art school okay and suppose you were you had a little bit of talent maybe as a kid when you were a two year old itself you used to draw certain things on the pen or with the with i don't know with colors and all that your parents thought it's better to put you in an art school from the start okay maybe just imagine that scenario so you uh, reached for admission and there was another kid who reached with you okay so both of you are there now both of you are 3 years old and you're going to join the school okay then you guys join the school and you start studying both of you are talented right but this other kid starts performing much better starts learning things very quickly understanding things much better and obviously he starts overtaking you in the class right he performs better right and suppose your school had a special program for brighter kids so obviously because this kid is brighter than the other students he's learning things quickly he's doing things better he will be put into that program and obviously he'll be tre- he'll be treated better there he'll be taught more there and his growth curve is going to obviously like get better okay and this because of that this kid surpasses you even you have talent but he surpasses you to another level okay because he is getting that he is getting that environment he is getting that you know he is getting that setting and that totally sets up his entire his successful school life okay because he got into go to that special program and it carries on obviously okay so now we would attribute it normally to that kid's talent that kid's ability to learn things quickly and understand things faster than you right there is some special talent in that kid that maybe you didn't have okay so this is the assumption so this was a study that was kind of done on the canadian hockey like ice hockey league the main main hockey leagues okay they wanted to see okay so is that the real reason okay is the kid actually just more talented than you and he was able to get ahead of you right the answer was no okay so it comes down to something very simple which blew my mind okay like and no one ever thought of it okay so the only reason that kid was able to surpass you and perform better than you at the start was because of the month in which he was born okay Why okay now let me now let me explain so you were 3 years old in september of 2003 correct yeah yeah so this kid was born in january of 2000 and he was 3 years old when he was he was 3 years old in january of 2003 you were 3 years old in september of 2003 okay so both of you you were 3 years old okay and you joined school but actually he, there was a difference of like 8 almost 8 months between you guys okay and in that age that kind of difference matters a lot so he was obviously a much more he was a more grown up kid he was a mature kid and his obviously his ability was going to be better okay and that is the reason he obviously outperformed you guys and he went ahead 
and you won't believe it in the main uh, canadian hockey leagues they follow a similar system where they have where people have to join by a certain date right uh, to the coaching or what not i don't know what the exact term is and most of the pro players who went on to become great most of them 70% of them are born in january feb march <laughs> okay wow wow and, <laughs> and nobody and there are like like two or three players who are born in september october just because of the simple thing just because of that age gap at the start and they've done like a proper study i don't know if i've done a good job explaining you guys should definitely read it and much more many more examples of great people okay like this so i think it's a lot more complicated than age um i may i might be uh i might be being a little fastidious in picking on that example that you gave about uh uh kid being born in january and a kid being born in september and them joining school okay what came to my mind was uh, the aspect of uh, nutrition genetics and all of that those are variables that you can't control for hmm. bro you went on a very like different social tangent okay like uh, the point that was uh, trying to be made in the book is you you assume that two kids have come from a very similar social background and they have been they have access to the same form of nutrition they have similar talent okay you assume that okay assume that and when they are only like the basic difference is maybe the month they were born okay and because it at an early age that makes a difference it is important that our institutions consider that aspect too but the point the book is trying to make is that is absolutely ignored okay this other aspect of yes <clears throat> nutrition some some people have better access to it some people don't i get that but here the point is that basic things like this like a date of birth can make a whole lot of difference into someone else's career or someone's life so the book is just trying to make that point it's just that nothing else so it does it does you know uh, shed light on the amount of research that one could do before one gets into something uh you know for instance if uh, if you were to enroll your kid for you know hockey classes uh and if you know if you sort of want to chart out a path uh, through which the kid can get into uh, a pro sort of uh, situation i think uh, all these research would come in handy uh, i know mm-hmm. I, i might be being fastidious in saying uh, just ice hockey but in general in any field even when it comes to the example that you gave where you are enrolling a kid into a uh, lower middle school oh sorry uh, lkg lower kindergarten or upper kindergarten whichever it is right um, you know it makes sense to ensure that the child is um, mentally developed and mature before they get into it because then that it would give them uh, a, i should say a, a fighting chance a good advantage over other kids what do you think about that I think yeah I think that's another perspective of looking at it but I really feel uh, if these things are to be taken seriously on a system level uh, people need to like we need to restructure things and we need to look at things because I don't think like maybe there are institutions now in India but at least when we were in school <laughs> I don't like I don't think uh, anything of that sort or that thinking was going on but yes parents can also Uh, you know do that but the system needs to support it right like if your kid is like the simple argument is yeah both are 3 years old what is your problem right like that is what people might say but the institutions need to take a firm stand and you know maybe do something about it 
right? The book mentions like maybe they can take kids of uh, this age group, like they were born from Jan to Mars, they put them in a different you know section, and these age group ka kids in a different section. The book suggests something like that, uh, which could be a little complicated or maybe not, but in the long run, it will you know, serve everyone. So yeah, so that was the point. I think uh, that is one big field uh, wherein there lies a lot of um, work uh, to be done. Uh, what I mean by that is once you have a system in place, it is uh, equally important to collect a lot of data uh, so that you can optimize the system. Uh, you can figure out where the inefficiencies are, uh, cut that out and you know improve upon it. Uh, and I believe if significant amount of money is poured into research and development, um, there's there's big room for um, advancements. Um, I think a lot of different countries have uh, stuck on to that sort of uh, ideology when it comes to uh, investment. Uh, by investment, I mean investment of tax dollars, tax uh, rupees. And I think uh, that's something that... Uh, if people push the government to do, uh, could make amazing, amazing advancements, amazing changes. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Um, you know, Steve is this uh, really meticulous, uh, uh, introvertish, um, you know, bookish sort of guy. Uh, he loves sitting by a fireplace and just, you know, enjoying a book or whatever, right? Uh, with a cup of tea. Um and that's that's typical Steve, right? So is Steve highly likely to be a librarian or is he highly likely to be a farmer? See, I think he can, he could become anything depending on the situation. But what he prefers to become, but according to his characteristics, he leans more towards being a librarian. Right. See, but that is the thing. The point that you first made when you started off with your answer is how it goes. Uh, statistically, it is highly likely that uh, Steve can be a librarian because one in five is a farmer and there is less than one uh, when it comes to being a librarian. So you can be a, a farmer and be you know still be introvert or still love the indoors or whatever. You know, It's just a means of living, right? So, so it's highly likely that he's a farmer rather than uh, being a librarian it's all it all comes down to that it all comes down to statistically what is possible because and and you know we as people tend to have that uh, judgment like for instance uh, uh, there was this one interview that goes on with the supermodel uh, who also hosts uh, a paralympics right which is the olympics for um, specially able people okay um, and, you know, she she's describing herself, her career and how things are and stuff like that. And they go, go on to a, a description of an accident she had at an early age where she was driving a car. She swerves off the road, the car flips and she has this horrific uh, accident. Um, and then, you know, you al- you've already formed a, a mental opinion of her because, you know, she, they start off by describing her as a supermodel, a sports anchor for Paralympics and uh, a news anchor and whatever, right? So you tend to think that, oh, she might be a really uh, pretty uh, model. But then she's a, she's a paraplegic person. And you're like, wow, how is that even possible, right? 
which is a, a survival mecha- mechanism. You know, it is necessary that we do uh, form these opinions at that point because if you stop and think and you know wait to not form opinions at that at point, uh, you know, it's hard to survive. It's hard to get through situations because you you can't make decisions, right? Which is a bad thing. But but at the same time, it makes you think that, you know, how are we making the, these decisions? On what basis are these decisions made? When can we use the mechanism of uh, fast thinking? And when are we supposed to think slow? To our listeners, this comes from the popular book, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. All the examples can be found there. Uh, the basis of this is behavioral economics, which I think is a very uh, interesting field. And during this shutdown, I think a lot of you should um, do a little research on behavioral economics. Okay, pretty good suggestion. Yeah. So let, let me ask you, like, what was your task for the week that you said you would be doing? Yes. So I mentioned uh, last week to our listeners that I'd be reading more of the books that I have, which is The Emperor of All Maladies by Dr. Siddhartha Mukherjee and uh, educated by Thara Westover. I have stuck to my promise and I have finished a reading uh, educated by Thara Westover. Woohoo! Danke, okay. danke. Thank you. Now <laughs> getting to my failures. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, so, tell me of your spectacular failures. So my plan was to Get back to my Kochi schedule, which was getting up early in the morning, working out, and uh, working on some content creation, and uh, doing some courses here and there, and uh, reading. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I haven't been a complete failure. I have been a complete failure last week in waking up early. Okay. okay? Like, I haven't been able to wake up early. But I have done all of these other things that I mentioned. I managed to work out, I managed to read, I managed to do some courses, I managed to create some content. But uh, pay attention to the word managed, right? And because I was not able to work up, wake up early, it kind of affected my schedule and the way I was feeling and the guilt and all that. And obviously, I was less efficient. And I could have done much, much more in each of these things than I did the last week. Okay. I felt a little inconsistent. I felt a little, no, I, I didn't get that amazing achievement or a feeling. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's how my week has been. It's very, very mixed, but it wasn't a success. I wouldn't say it's a success. It's a success when I'm able to do everything I set out to do. So, it hasn't been. I'm hoping to correct it next, this week. Let's but, uh, Achay, it comes down to this. Are you taking cutthroat decisions to help you with your uh, success? for all the uh, goals and tasks that you've set for yourself. So when you say you want to wake up early, uh, are you sleeping early enough so that you get enough sleep? Um, or are you sleeping late? So it's not just uh, motivating yourself to wake up early. It's also about um, getting to bed early so that uh, you know you have enough sleep and you have no excuse to wake up early in the morning. Yes, so uh, two of these nights, so I realized that was my problem. Uh, two of these nights, two of the nights last week, I slept early. But the fucked up part was I couldn't sleep till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. 
once it was 5 am <laughs> okay so so now if we delve into all that then uh, i'll have to bring out my deep seated dark mental issues of so let's not go into that so the point is i try to sleep a little early and yeah now even i have to make that my habit like sleeping early so like wake up early because waking up early sets the mood like if i wake up late i wake up lethargic if i'm lethargic i'm less energy if i'm less energy i'm more lazy if i'm more lazy i don't do the things i want to do so it's all dependent on i think lethargic sums all of that right being lazy and not Uh, being able to do much. <laughs> so, so it's all, no, what I'm saying is all connected to me waking up on time. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Anyway, so we'll work on that. So, since, so obviously next week for you will be to read the other book, right? Um, I, I have to be honest with you. Um, I have read a significant amount of that book already. uh this was prior to me declaring that oh yes i have to read that book i it's just uh, completing that book so i have uh, i think about 100 pages left on it to finish yeah. reading so, mm-hmm. okay fine so anyway uh yeah, give me so, tips on house workout what 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 kind of workout do you do at home how do you do it uh, okay so uh, i'll discuss my schedule properly once i have like exactly what i'll do what i do i'll, I'll tell you next week if once i've done these things i don't like speaking about something before i've done it uh, but i'll tell you what i'm doing i'm looking for uh, high interval intensity workouts so basically these are very high intensity exercises that you do for like 5 minutes like one whole cycle of four or five exercises goes on for like 5 minutes and then maybe how depending on your endurance depending on your stamina you do one or two three cycles it depends on you the more the number of cycles you do uh the more fat you burn or the more uh, body weight you put on and this uh let's say hit hit exercises you can there are various things that attack your total body fat or they work on your muscle and on youtube there are a lot of free videos uh that you know teach you these exercises so those are the exercises i focus on and one great thing about those exercises is that it gives you an afterburn effect uh that means like after your workout even after you maybe spent just 7 minutes on the workout on one cycle maybe you're just starting out you can do only one cycle even after that almost for uh, 24 hours your fat still keeps burning wow uh, that's yeah. uh, that's an afterburn effect that's because i'll tell you the basic science behind it um uh so uh because you're putting your body through this tremendous intensity in a short period of time your body is gasping for oxygen right it is gasping and it is trying to get more and more to pump your body with it so that you can continue with your intensity workout but uh, because of these workouts your body goes on an oxygen like on a on a deficit goes on a deficit and uh then to generate that amount of oxygen to replenish your sources and to bring it back you know the body needs to burn some calories it burns some fat to give you back that uh you know the the the, the deficit it tries to cover that up by burning some fat and it does it throughout the day and that is what your after so it's a form of uh, anaerobic exercise so you exactly uh, deprive yourself of uh, or rather deplete your oxygen sources in your muscles and 
uh, fat basically so that you can yes. burn the fat off yes and these exercises like Very interesting like it's not difficult okay, i would not want to put off people by saying it is difficult uh look at it's about how much it fun it isn't it yeah it's about let go uh, yeah it's about making it fun and it's about setting a goal like you want to be able to see you in a good shape right like how long do you want to be fat and chubby and like come on like you need you would you would need to have that desire and sometimes when i wake up late <laughs> that desire goes off i'm okay being fat so <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it has a cascading effect uh i think yeah. we are all uh, creatures that depend on the sun and i think mm-hmm. uh, you know the uh, circadian rhythm is something that we should uh, religiously follow to help us uh, keep a strong mental uh, health or help us sustain a strong mental uh, health and also physical health yes so on that note let's end today's conversation we hope you have a great week ahead please mail us your suggestions or topics to discuss please let us know how you've been spending your uh, lockdown and we look forward to hearing from you listeners bye bye cool bye bye